Hi, this is Coach Colette, and I am welcoming you to another episode of Coach Chat. Have you ever struggled with dieting or your relationship with food? Or have you ever had experiences where you feel like you are struggling with an issue and can't quite figure out why? These may not seem like they are related, but in fact, they really are because they are likely connected to limiting beliefs or coping mechanisms based on your life experiences. And I know that sounds like, wow, what is she talking about? Well, it's going to get really clear in this episode of Coach Chat, because I am speaking with Marcella Friel. She is a mindful eating mentor who helps health conscious women to love and forgive themselves. She's also the author of a new book called Tap, Taste, Heal. Use Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT, to eat joyfully and love your body. So you probably may recall that I am also trained in EFT tapping. So I'm really excited to bring a deeper discussion on EFT with you in this Coach Chat episode because Marcella is also trained in EFT and it's the foundation of the book that I mentioned earlier. So if you ever have had questions about your relationship with food or other substances, or even just how you operate in the world, you are really going to enjoy this coach chat session. So get ready and listen up. So hello, this is Coach Colette, and welcome back to another episode of Coach Chat. I am really excited today to be speaking with my friend, Marcella Friel. She is a food and forgiveness mentor for health-conscious women, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about what that actually means. And she's author of a new book, very exciting authors, Tap, Taste, Heal. Use Emotional Freedom Techniques, or EFT, to eat joyfully and love your body. Are you here, Marcella? I'm here, Colette. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure, actually. And I know that we, you and I, connected through our coaches. So I always think it's amazing to talk about the fact that as coaches and mentors that we actually do walk our talk and get support for our own health and well-being. So I'm excited to reconnect with you. Yeah, thank you. I know. It's, it's great to see you again. So, so what is this all about? What is a food and forgiveness mentor? Please let me and my listeners know what that is. Well, I work primarily with health conscious women who chronically struggle with yo-yo dieting, binge eating, 
sugar addiction and chronic body shaming. And, you know, in our culture, if you look around, the quote unquote obvious answer is, well, you know, go on a diet or get yourself to the gym or just, you know, do some dieting, do some exercise. So <clears throat> by the time women come to me, oh my goodness, they've done a million diets and, you know, they've lost the weight, they've gained it back, they've been really good with their food, then they bought the wagon. And most of them know that uh, their struggles with food really have roots in some unresolved emotional issues that they know are there, but they can't get to them. And where the forgiveness piece came in was a woman, a client I was working with one time said to me, some women use razor blades, I use food. Wow. I know, exactly. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa. And that's when I realized that there's a whole conversation about forgiveness that needs to happen, you know, certainly on an individual level, but as a culture that, you know, just hasn't happened yet. So the main tool that I use in my work is emotional freedom techniques, EFT, just like it said in the title of my book. And I can tell you a little bit more about that. And I know, of course, you know about that. So we can talk some EFT shop talk. Um, but, you know, the, the, the message that I drive home to my clients more than anything else is your struggles with food are not your fault. Right. You know, I mean, it's so easy and so seductive to blame yourself for your failure at dieting. But as I actually talk about in my book, Tap, Taste, Heal, um, the, the latest research is that dieting, i.e. Cro chronic caloric restriction, is in fact the best known predictor of weight gain. That's fascinating. So Did you're you saying, uh, yeah, so what I'm hearing you say is that the actual action of restricting the calories that I'm intaking has a direct correlation to whether or not I will gain weight. Absolutely. I mean, I can elaborate on that if you want to hear a little bit more about it. Well, I think it's interesting because we would most likely think it would be the opposite, right? We would think that, okay, I... I take in less, so therefore I am gaining less. That's well, initially, that is what happens in the beginning phases of a diet. You know, they're like, let's say you have a pattern of overeating and then you go on a diet and you start cutting back and you're taking in, you know, a thousand calories a day or what have you. The body says, oh, okay, great, you know, we can do this. And it starts to, you know, it starts to lose the weight. And then it's like, oh, okay, my diet is working. But now what we've discovered is that there is uh, what you could call a metabolic set point. So the body has metabolically a certain set point that it has determined, the brain, you know, has determined is the weight that you should be. It's like a, it's like a thermometer, right? It's like the thermostat on your wall. So, you know, it might be 100 pounds, it might be 300 pounds, <clears throat> excuse me. But when your weight starts to drop below that set point, that is when the body fights like hell 
to keep those pounds on. And that's the point where like the diet doesn't work and then you feel frustrated and oh, maybe it's my fault. The other thing that happens during dieting is that um, the brain will trick the body into it, the palate in particular, into accepting and wanting a wider range of flavors. And I talk about this all in my book, it's all in there. And so, um, you know, things that you would never be attracted to, foods you would never be attracted to, suddenly it's like, oh my God, you know, I want that food. Because you're basically what's happening with dieting is that your body is going into like a starvation mode. So your brain and your metabolism are like, all right, wait a second, we're going to hold on to every ounce of fat because, you know, we're starving and we might need this as energy. Or like, hey, we need, it's like an emergency, you know, we need to get food in right away. So, so this is one of the reasons why diets don't work. There's so many other reasons. Um, so in my book, Tap, Taste, Heal, I also talk about the corollary of the metabolic set point which I call an identity set point. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's say you're somebody who's been carrying around 100 pounds of extra weight. And you've been doing that <clears throat> 20, 30, 40 years, however long. <sighs> to lose that weight and to radically change your body, you have to re-engineer your identity, who you are in relationship to your tribe, in relationship to your world. So, you know, so many women will have the experience of like they lose weight, they go to their office and people say like, wow, you look great. Oh my gosh, you've lost all this weight. And that can be precisely the point where, you know, there's like a shutdown and the weight comes back on. So what I do with my work with women is help them prepare that internal landscape so that uh, they become comfortable with becoming visible right. as a transformed person. Right. Understood. Right. And I think that that's, that's crucial, you know, from, from the work that we're, we're both doing EFT work and, the work that I often focus is around either stress reduction or anxiety and also around limiting beliefs. And those limiting beliefs can be in any arena. Uh, I know that you're focusing around or the manifestation that you're focusing around happens to be with your clients mostly around food. But like, right. you're, like we were talking about earlier before we were, before we got onto the podcast, right? What we all use different coping mechanisms to deal with those limiting beliefs, right? So for some, it's food. For others, it might be cigarettes. For others, it might be alcohol, right? So, so there are lots of ways we try to fill in that hole or to fill in that gap. And if we're not looking at what those issues are, simply taking out, you know, stopping the smoking or like you're saying, you know, going on the diet. Uh, in many cases, the transformation doesn't necessarily last because the issues themselves at the core, like you're saying, the core identity has not yet been fully, I guess, supported or birthed. I don't know how you would, you would say that. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, the diet and the weight are uh, sort of the, the tip, the cherry on the sundae, so to speak. So, you know, you take the cherry off, you put another cherry on, but the sundae's still there. Right. And, you know, this is a very curious thing, Colette, that we're sitting here having this conversation about body weight and dieting and food, because uh, frankly, I'll just tell you the truth. I have been um, a size four petite my entire life, pretty much. Like I've never, and I talk about this in the book, you know, I've never dieted. Um, but what I do have that tapping has helped me with tremendously, and I know you want to get into talking about tapping. You know, I grew up in a very, very intense environment. My father uh, was a, like an absent father. And he went to prison when I was 18 months old, and he died in prison when I was nine. And my mother was a single mom raising five kids. And, you know, we were like the poor people on the block. And I mean, so I grew up with all of the compounded traumas that come from, you know, those circumstances. And, you know, for me, I had... Um, I'll call it a success set point. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I could only be so successful because I can't, and you know, my grandparents were immigrants and, and we experienced all the discrimination of, you know, Italian, Sicilian immigrants. Uh, you know, I mean, Italians are more assimilated now, but in, in my parents and grandparents' generation, it was a lot more intense. And so, you know, for me, I felt like there was this whole ancestral, generational, it was like a lid. I can only go so far. And, you know, this is so, it's so deeply ingrained, you know. So it wasn't until I was able to start tapping and really, you know, repattern my brain that I recognized, number one, it's okay to be successful. And number two, my success can actually benefit them, whether they're dead or alive or, or what have you. And three, you know, this, this is the experience that I draw from my own history of healing trauma that forms the basis of connection. I happen to work with women who carry a lot of body weight, but that's kind of like the superficial... Uh, distinction, so to speak, because underneath, you know, I heard somebody say recently, trauma doesn't belong to any one of us. Trauma, like we're all traumatized, <laughs> you know, we're all carrying trauma. So it's kind of like plugging into that underground water, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's very, it's very interesting that you share your story of healing ancestral trauma. I know we've talked about, you know, in communities of color, there are lots of conversations uh, around healing ancestral trauma. And when I do tapping sessions here in New York, I've done them in some spaces. And what you, what I realize when I'm doing tapping and I, sometimes what happens for me, particularly in group settings and also in individual tapping sessions, like I will just hear what, the message is that we're supposed to tap on. I mean, more often than not, I'm using your own words and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then there are times where just the message comes in. And I remember doing a session uh, a year ago 
where we were tapping around success and and the words that came up to me were, you know, you'll, you'll have to work twice as hard to get there. And I remember when I was saying that and everybody, people were just tapping and more often than not, they were just repeating what I was saying. But that one, everybody was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's very interesting. The, the ability for this modality of EFT tapping to, like you're saying, get deeper into this root of the trauma, the anxiety, whatever the issue is to allow then that healing to take place. Yeah, no kidding. Boy, that's amazing. I have to work twice as hard. Mm -hmm. I have to work twice as hard for half the result. Exactly. Oh, Oh, I feel that one. Okay, I think I need to do some tapping on that one. (laughs) I'm going to tap on that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that that's, what's interesting about tapping, right? So that when you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, right? Like I was saying, like, so when you connect with clients, it's that aspect of using their language and being able to help them to go deeper into the issue. And then do you ever have that experience as well, where you kind of get messages that come to you, even if they haven't said it? All the, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, it, 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 it's interesting about tapping. You know, we talk, I mean, we should probably tell a little bit about what tapping is in case sure. people are listening. Oh, should I just go ahead? So, I mean, please fill in because I know you know. So um, the easiest way to describe tapping is as a form of emotional acupuncture. I've heard people describe it that way. So what we do with tapping is we fingertip tap on points that are at or near the ends of certain acupuncture meridians. And the tapping acts like a circuit breaker on the electromagnetic magnetic signal of the distress. So like what you just said about, I have to work twice as hard to get half the result. Like, I mean, I just got like an, a rush of cortisol in my body just listening to that. That, you know, just, just hearing that and reflecting on that makes me immediately go into like a fight or flight mode. So to use tapping to disperse that, you know, I can repeat that phrase to myself, I have to work twice as hard for half the results at while tapping on these certain points. And then what will happen is uh, the limbic system of the brain where the stress and the emotional self-regulation occur, the limbic system will kind of like, it'll like burp or hiccup and, um, and it'll just release it. You know, it'll just release it. And then that's the point at which you can say, well, what do I choose to believe? You know, what do I, what can, what belief can I choose to, um, to supplant this old story that I have to work twice as hard for half the result? Right. I don't know. I mean, what would you say about it? Because right. I, I love that. Yeah. And your description, exactly. A hundred percent spot on. I think what the interesting part about tapping, and again, I don't know what your experience working with clients, what's interesting to me sometimes is particularly when people come with physical issues and not, not necessarily body weight like you're talking about, but like actually like, oh, my neck hurts or my shoulder hurts or my lower back hurts. And, and I've been in situations where we start there and then we end up uncovering that that back pain isn't 
just back pain, right? Because there's a connection between what's going on in the body and what's going on in the mind. So sometimes, you know, I, I think I've said it others, just, you know, like sometimes my shoulder hurts because I'm carrying too much in my bag. And sometimes my shoulder hurts because I'm crunched up, you know, and I'm stressed or I haven't done I, any of those things and my shoulder still hurts. And then it's a matter of, okay, what else is going on in my mind? Like you were saying, the set point, where am I with something else in my life? Or are you just like, I'm carrying too much. Right. Met, yeah. Almost metaphorically or like, right. Right. I'm, exactly. I'm carrying too much and I'm, and my body is giving me this signal that I'm carrying too much. Even if I haven't picked up a bag and I've been in my house all day, yeah. is, is my body giving me the signal that I'm quote, carrying too much? Yeah. And then where did that start? And where, you know, where did, so like I will, in my tapping work, I will work with that. Like, okay, my shoulder hurts. Okay. I'm carrying too much. Okay. Well, what is it that's too much that you're carrying? And then when did you start carrying that? And that's when you really go down the rabbit hole. I mean, you can go into childhood. You can, I've done in utero trauma, past lives. I mean, there's a saying in the tapping world, try it on everything. <clears throat> and there's some people actually who, who do really amazing work on like birth trauma and in utero stuff. So, um, I mean, I could tell you a story about this. Uh, I worked with a woman one time who was trying to get pregnant. And, you know, she couldn't get pregnant. She couldn't get pregnant. And we were tapping on all of that. And then it came, what came out was that <clears throat> when her mother was pregnant with her, her father, who was an alcoholic, um, stabbed her mother in the stomach. Yeah, isn't that horrible? Wow did not break the placenta like it was a surface wound but and you know of course in utero stuff like we learn this you know somebody tells you the story right and but that's what we work with that's the working basis so we went back to that baby in her mother's belly and and i had my adult client go back into her belly with that baby and she ended up wrapping her whole body around that fetus and calling in her mother's friends to put like a web of hands around the belly. And, you know, it was one of those like, oh, huge, big shifts. Six weeks later. Right. Right. And I think that that's a great story to share to the point earlier when you said, oh, it can dissipate, right? There are times where, yes, in one or two sessions, issues can dissipate. And yet that there are these kinds of issues where it might take multiple sessions right. with, with someone to actually begin to unpack and really explore. Uh, and I also think that there's also that sense of willingness, right? Like willingness to be a willingness to explore what's going on and being able to move through any emotions that come up as one does tap more and, and starts to uncover more things. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, I mean, if we talk about trauma, you know, there's sort of isolated trauma, right? Like, you know, you might be somebody who loves dogs and then suddenly you're bit by a dog and it's like, okay, tapping can kind of knock that out really quickly. But then there's procedural trauma, 
You know, so like, let's say the dog is dad coming home every night angry. And that's what you grew up with for the first 20 years of your life. You know, then, then that's one of those situations that takes, you know, multiple, multiple uh, applications of tapping. But the good news is, I mean, really with all of this, no matter how horrific it sounds, it, it, it's remarkably amazing. And, you know, the healing is possible. Like real healing, real transformation, real crossover, real, 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 real. Si se puede. You can do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? So. And, and so it's interesting to me, I, I'm curious about forgiveness. Where do you, because often the tapping, we talk about it from the sense of releasing the trauma, releasing the attachments, releasing the anxiety. Where do you see, because I know the other half of what you're sharing is food and forgiveness. How mm-hmm. does forgiveness play into all of this? Yeah, I really like uh, Caroline Mace's definition of forgiveness. Okay. Or actually, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure she overtly defines it this way, but this is what I pick up. That forgiveness fundamentally is not about saying that what the other person did is okay. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about forgiveness, right? And and that's part of the reason why forgiveness is so hard, because that, that is essentially like a loss of power. Or it's a bypassing of, you know, the pain. The way I like to define forgiveness is to, forgiveness is calling your spirit home. Calling your soul back to your body from the people, the places, the situations, the beliefs that it has wandered into. Uh, and for, you know, where the mistaken beliefs are formed. So in my book, Tap, Taste, Heal, there's a whole piece in there. Um, one of my favorite chapters is called The Many Flavors of Gorgeous. And it's about celebrating body diversity and body size diversity. And of course, in that chapter, you know, I talk about shame and perfectionism. But, you know, sh- shame none of us emerge ex utero feeling shame, ashamed. Shame is something we inherit, like depending on the conditions of our lives. So, you know, economic shame or racial shame or body size shame or what have you. And it becomes kind of like this sticky, toxic goo that we get stuck with. So what happens when you can use tapping to actually recognize, wow, this shame is not mine. It's one thing to know, you know, up here from the neck up, oh, there's nothing to be ashamed of. But it's another thing when your nervous system gets it. Right. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's the moment when the opportunity is created that whatever pieces of your soul have migrated away from you to these beliefs that, oh, I should be ashamed of this or I should be ashamed of that, it's not mine. It never was mine. And then all those, and of course, this is what we eat over, right? We go to our addictions to soothe ourselves from the pain of that shame. 
So we, we heal that at the root and then here comes our soul coming back to us. And we get, like Caroline Mace talks about it as like, we get more currents of energy in the body. You know, we're more in present time. We have more available to us. And then that's the place from which a woman can make a conscious choice about her food. Mm. I love myself enough to say no to this. I love myself enough to say yes to this. I'm going to eat a cookie at my granddaughter's birthday party. Big deal. Just one cookie, whatever. But she gets to make a choice from her authentic place. I love that. All right. I, love I know that. I'm getting excited. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. I think and, and conscious choice and acting with intention are definitely aspects of the work that I seek to do with women as well. Making, making conscious choices from a place of intention and from a place of understanding what are your priorities, right? Like an understanding. And I love that. And then in, in the context of what you just shared, also understanding what's not yours, right? Like that sense of this is mine and that that's not mine. And I don't need to act out of something that's, that's not mine. I don't have to define myself by the way, you know, such and such has defined me the dominant culture, my family of origin, my last lover, you name it. Yeah. So like, you're, you know, you're talking about intention. It's like, what does it take to activate that intention? Right. It right. takes, you have to be in present time. Right. 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 You have to be in present time and you also need to be aware of what's really important to you and what's really what your desires and your and your needs are and then having the courage to act from that place um, courage like is said, huge courage is huge and 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 not i love what you said right not defining myself based on who what someone else has told me that's what i am right now i am who i say that i am Fantastic. So, so I ask all of my guests um, one question, which is what does start within mean to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, to me, there's no other way. So I, I think I wrote this to you that there's a quote I love by Anais Nin, you know, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Right. So if we go back to shame, for example, um, so let's say I'm carrying a really heavy burden of shame and I know that I'm eating my shame every night at 10 o'clock when I sit in front of the TV and I plow through a bag of chips or what have you. Um, that is actually my starting basis. Hmm. That's, that, that is, uh, how do I want to say it? That's kind of like the fuel of my transformational journey. Okay, so this is what I'm doing. So first of all, taking the judgment out of it, right? Secondly, um, there's some wisdom to it. And chances are it's some need for protection, it's a need for comfort, it's a need for safety. Uh, so often we confuse what we want with what we need, you know? Like I want the chips, but I need comfort. So Start Within to me is about being able to turn, uh, going beyond the symptom relief 
of the question of like, should you be eating the chips or should you be eating celery sticks? Like that's like, let's just bypass that and go down to, okay, what is this need? Where did it not get met? How can you as an adult meet it now in present time? How can we use tapping to clear this residual trauma? So starting within, whatever is within, and then, you know, then it's like we're like um, Luke Skywalker using the force, you know? <laughs> then it's like we have this power. And then we can, you know, once that's sort of cleared and we align it with our intention, just like what you're saying, then we have this power to create the experience we actually want. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes, nothing more to be said on that. <laughs> I love, I love that. Uh, so we've been talking about your book, Tap, Taste, Heal, Use Emotional Freedom Techniques to Eat Joyfully and Love Your Body. How else can our listeners find out more about your work and what you're doing, what you're up to? Well, uh, you can find me on my website, Marcella Friel, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-F-R-I-E-L, MarcellaFriel.com. Uh, that's probably a great place to start. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me, you can look up Tapping with Marcella on Facebook. Um, if women who are listening are interested in exploring my work, uh, in addition to the book, you know, my book is coming out, but I also have a six month profoundly transformational mentorship program called the Women, Food and Forgiveness Academy. And we go deep, 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 deep into all these issues. So if women are interested in learning more about the Academy, they can go to my website and sign up for my next free Taste of Forgiveness discovery call. And we basically get on a group call in Zoom. It's an opportunity for you to hear from yourself about what you need for the next steps of your journey and to see if the Academy is a fit for you. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that information and we'll make sure that our listeners can get that information also on, on our social network in case they want to connect with you. And so this is my time to share with you the opportunity to connect with me, Coach Colette, and please keep listening. I'm having a lot of fun doing these coach chat conversations, so stay tuned for our next episode, and until then, start within to finish strong. <laughs>